0: Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you something new. Interviews with experts and inspiring guests, and panel discussions where we'll bring in diverse perspectives about trending business topics. Whether you're seeking inspiration or a way to reframe your future, we're glad you're joining us for this week's episode of Pivot. Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. My name is Alexandra Balistrary, and I'm here with my Pivot Discovery co founder and Pivot co host, Kimberly Tilly. Today, we're profiling the discipline strength from StrengthsFinder. StrengthsFinder is an assessment based on a 40 year study created by Gallup. It's a common language of 34 talents in humans organized into four domains executing, relationship building, influencing, and strategic thinking. If you're new to StrengthsFinder, we encourage you to listen to our season two kickoff episode where we give an overview about why StrengthsFinder is such a powerful tool for personal and professional development.
1: And today's strength is discipline, which is in the executing domain. Strengths in this domain are internally facing and always seek to push individuals toward results. People who have the discipline strength create order, they're excellent planners, They keep their team focused on high priority work and they break down highly complex projects into manageable steps. Another notable thing about discipline is that it's an unusual strength. In the world's population of the 34 strengths, it ranks number 31. Today
0: we've brought together a panel, all of whom have the strength in their top five, to talk about how they use their strength in their lives. Starting with Alexis, can you please introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are?
2: Sure. Thank you, Alexandra and Kimberly. Um, My name is Alexis Keenan, um, and I'm currently a senior instructional designer um, with the global learning team at Ernst & Young, um, which is a large um, big four accounting and auditing firm. Um, Prior to that, I did instructional design with different organizations, but probably most notably, most notably, before that, my um, education and background was actually in law. So I actually have my, I, I passed the bar and I am a active lawyer in the state of Ohio with a background in mostly business law.
1: Wow, an attorney and an instructional designer, but it sounds like you're not working with legal things right now.
2: No, I, um, I'm not doing anything in the legal field at the moment and I actually don't live in Ohio anymore. So I have moved <laughs> to California and I don't have any plans of taking the bar in the state.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for being here, Alexis. Courtney, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, professionally, I work in the HR space. Um, so I like the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I t- like the boring paperwork for some reason. I, <laughs> I liked people to a point. <laughs> I mean, oh. you know what I mean? Like I, I liked working professional, like on the professional level, like uh, you know, employee relations issues, but you know, the onboarding and the offboarding and everything in between like an employee life cycle. So, so um, it is like the structuring end of it that you like, like helping like other that-
1: people structure their new work life.
3: Exactly, yeah, that is a great way to explain it. Um, and that's exactly what I do right now at Reddit. so, um, I'm part of the People Operations team, so we are there for the whole employee life cycle. That's so wonderful, Matt,
1: can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are?
4: Sure, so I was born in Ohio and am currently back there, but I lived for about seven a little over seven years. In Korea, I've been teaching for ten years. About five of that as a professor, and then five of that as a um, as a public school teacher. In addition, I I guess I would say, as we talked before, I'm in addition to teaching, I am in I guess what you'd call pre seminary or pre ministry, having been a Buddhist for about seventeen years. I'm in the process of becoming ordained.
1: That is fascinating. So grew up in Ohio, you went to Korea. Now you're back and you're becoming ordained as a Buddhist minister, did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Wow, I think we're gonna have a really diverse look at how the discipline strength works. People with the discipline strength really need routine and structure. Some of the things that they're good at are being highly organized, productive, very accurate. They're efficient planners that meet the deadlines. You rarely see anything come in late from them. They demonstrate progress toward their goals and they're able to help their team maintain focus on what's really important and drive progress that way. So beginning with Matt, how does that description resonate with you? And and when do you notice that you're using your discipline strength?
4: Okay, well, certainly the emphasis on structure, order, organization, routine, predictability, things like that, I know that um, I notice that a lot in myself and and things that I value and and look for. I would say that I I notice using that strength both when when life gets hard and also during buildups to opportunity.
1: Could you give us maybe an example of that?
4: Well, for instance, talking about moving, uh, moving back to the States, during the time that I was, I was doing that, I also was completing my, um, my doctorate of education and my, my son had been born about three months, about three months before the move in order to leave Korea. That would also mean, again, getting rid of most of my things and coordinating uh, coordinating the travel, and also seeking to, to prepare a place as I moved. And so handling all of those things at one time can be very difficult. So that, that planning and that organization.
1: That's really, really cool. One other thing that jumped out at me is uh, you mentioned now that you have a doctorate in education, and it's interesting how highly accomplished people with discipline often are. So Courtney, let me ask you, how does that description resonate with you? And when do you notice that you're using your discipline strength?
3: I mean, I would say throughout the whole workday, you definitely need to prioritize. I think that's really a skill that um, that is, you know, synonymous with being disciplined is um, having structure and making sure you're focusing on the right priorities. I would say finding a balance between like, what should I work on now, back burner. Um, So I would say I use that skill a lot just because there's so many competing priorities within the work week and people need things ASAP, as you can imagine, like every single day, everything is urgent, everything's on fire. So- (laughs) Yeah. And I think um, one of the descriptors was effective and task oriented. I think the reason I do like my current role is because it's very task oriented. Like, I like checking boxes. And I feel like throughout the day, if I check enough boxes, I mean, making sure everything is accurate, of course, but like the more boxes I check like, <laughs> that um, that helps me stay organized and I feel more productive if that's descriptor of being disciplined as well. Um, you know, make, that's very, yes, I uh, completely agree with that. one. Making oh, sure. for sure. Alexis,
1: when we talk about things like being organized, productive, meaning deadlines, accurate, all of these things, how does that resonate with you? Does that sound like you? And when do you notice that you're using your discipline strength?
2: Um, yes, I would say that actually resonates with me a lot. And I would say it's it's for better or for worse. I, I see it as a strength, although sometimes I can be a little rigid. <laughs> I would say I, I use it you know, in everyday life as one example all the time. I work full time. And my husband works full time, yet I've always worked at home. So I am the one that's responsible. I have two children who have very busy schedules. Well, at least they did have busy schedules before COVID. And so I was the one juggling their school schedules, their doctor's appointments. They're in multiple sports because I really didn't get a lot of support because my husband would be working and Being in California, the commutes, as you know, are very, are very long. So I was here (laughs) doing the the primarily the household management, um, on top of, of the work that I have to do every day. So it just, it takes a lot of planning, scheduling, thinking about things way in advance, probably further out than I even need to, just to make sure that nothing slips through the cracks.
1: Just out of curiosity about how far do you think that you plan in advance, like for any kind of activity?
2: Well, I mean, as an example, I don't know what's going to happen in the world of COVID, but I'm already angsting because I don't have summer vacation plans, right? Like I haven't even thought about it because I don't know what's going to happen. And that's not till July. So I would typically try to plan things out at least six months, something like that, at least a year.
1: And I'll and just also point thing. out for our audience that we're recording this in January. So
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's Good a point. great example, though. Mm-hmm.
0: That is really great. And it's so it's so interesting that people really use this strength differently, um, but we do see some common themes like they, that they want ample time to plan and prepare and coordinate and organize. And what really comes to mind when you guys were talking about all this is people with this strength really have the ability to handle multiple activities at once that could probably be probably be really stressful for the average person. Um, So Alexis, I would love to pivot over to you. How has the discipline strength benefited you personally or professionally?
2: I would say professionally, it's definitely been a benefit. um, And I guess it's twofold. So number one, You get the reputation for being somebody that can be relied on, somebody that's dependable, somebody that when you give them a project, they're going to get it done and they're going to get it done on time. So that's, it really enhances your reputation and it puts you in, in in good favor with the people you're working with, with your supervisors. And then at, at a time I had clients, so it's helped there as well and then personally it just helps because as i said before things don't generally slip through the cracks in my house or at least i i try to make sure that everything is taken care of and i think that also helps take the burden off of my husband and and you know things things go smoothly here which makes the work life balance just that much easier
0: yeah i think and that's such that is really positive that it can enhance your reputation in such a positive way. And it sounds like you're really detailed and things just don't fall through the cracks with you. Mm-hmm. And Matt, can you tell us how has the discipline strength benefited you personally or professionally?
4: Yeah, I really like the way Alexis uh, phrased it, the not allowing things to slip through the cracks because one of, my, one of my continual goals when I'm in the type of work, regardless of which one I'm doing, it involves a lot of other people in, in in stressful situations, and being able to have my own work in order allows me to to help others and to kind of ease over tensions. Which that is that is the goal that I have. Other things which I'm I'm curious about if if this translates over for others, but allows me to organize things so that I can pick them back up later. So I was able to help a coworker that was this is in the Buddhist sense that was translating a book for um for over a, they were working on it for over a decade and then in the process of three three years or so he and or two years or so, he and I were able to finally complete that.
0: That's so wonderful. And I love I love that how you said having your work in order can help you kind of freeze up your brain space to help other people succeed and thrive. And that's, that's a huge thing to complete a book.
3: So let's move on to Courtney. For me personally, um, I think my role as a training coordinator when I used to work Genentech, it was being very organized and making sure that your logistical side of projects was, you know, down to a T. I would say that benefited me because it showed that I could work on other projects so the more you can organize yourself the more productive I think you can be um in whatever you're doing whether that be like a job or just in your personal life and getting like your your life in order and you know just as your all your personal details or like for just for example for like tax season or whatever I mean I feel like the more organized you are the more productive you you'll become or just might be a mentality shift if you're able to organize your stuff or your your thoughts or your your project or whatever your task may be I feel like the more productive you become or the more productive that you feel and you feel like you can take on more things so I guess um in order to like move on from being a trading coordinator and being just a logistical person. Um, It just helped me move on to be like an operations analyst and working on larger scale things and things that were more than just your team, but more of the, the company as a whole. Absolutely.
1: In coaching, we talk about underused and overused skills. And you may have the ability to perform certain types of work really well, but you don't give yourself time and space to do it. Or or maybe a strength is overused to the point where it isn't beneficial any longer. And I'm wondering, have you ever found the need to manage your discipline strength? And if so, how do you manage it?
4: This is something I've, I've been thinking about, I'd say at least over the past two months, just because I tend to create... I try to create these very efficient systems just so that I'm able to get the most out of the day or you know, I'm able to complete as much as I can or pursue my goals as far as possible. But what'll end up happening is I find that I'll, I'll create these systems that perhaps I can't live up to, that are, they rely too much on um, everything working out. And so in re- over the last couple of months, what I've tried to do is implement them a little more gradually and see what's working and what's not.
1: For an example, that might be something like you're relying on other people to be on time or to come through with something.
4: Now, I could see that. I don't really do that anymore because I try not to. I try not to be concerned on whether somebody else is doing something right or wrong, but just kind <laughs> of focus. Well, that that leads to trouble, right? <laughs>
0: but, it can. <laughs> yeah, definitely can. <laughs>
4: All right, but for example, within within the order, we have certain religious rites that we're supposed to carry out each day where we're trying to to better ourselves. And uh, I could very easily slip into creating a daily schedule for myself that there's no possible way that I could complete.
1: You're trying to pack too much stuff in. Mm-hmm. Courtney, have you ever found that you needed to manage your discipline strength?
3: I guess, yeah, like when I... When I used to train other people who were like taking over like my jobs, I would get frustrated in my head. I obviously wouldn't show them because they're they're just learning, you know. I guess being too rigid in that mentality, you're like, you know how it's supposed to be done or how you've done it. That doesn't mean that it's always the right way, but it's just how you've done it. So you just got so accustomed to it being the right way in your head. I guess that would be it. Just getting frustrated internally, obviously not showing that.
1: But I think Courtney, you have a lot of relating skills, things that are in the relationship building strengths. It sort of takes the edge off of that with your your ability to build relationships with people.
3: Yeah, I, I now that you say that, I believe that. What about you, Alexis? Have you have you found
1: the need to manage your discipline strength? Like either you feel like you might be overusing it, or or you might have opportunities to use it more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes I think. I don't remember what my scores are, but I think I might be on the extreme side for the discipline strength because sometimes, especially in the work I now do as an instructional designer, it can be a hindrance because that role requires you to be less rigid, to think outside the box, to be creative. And then also the teams more and more relying on agile type project management processes and iterative processes to get things done. And for somebody like me, who's a little bit more rigid and planned, I struggle with that. I struggle with going outside of that linear path to get projects done and being less organized yet still productive. So that could be an issue for me at times.
1: Are there any ways that you've managed to work within that?
2: I'm getting better at it. I think, honestly, it's just practice and finding out what I can do to use my strength, yet mold it into something that's a bit more flexible a bit more creative. I think it's just, it's just something that I am trying to grow into. So I think it's kind of like practice makes perfect. I don't have any strategies to share yet, but it's definitely something that I'm being tasked to do more and more. Because I was a project manager in the role I had before this role. That's totally different. It really played up to the strength of being rigid planning meeting deadlines. um, This is a little bit different. So I I feel
0: like a project manager having the discipline strength could really benefit you. And it sounds like it is so high up on the charts specifically for you. So good luck with your strategies that you implement to try and tone it. (laughs) This has been so interesting and helpful. I would love to just go around the room and see if you guys could share a tip for people who don't have the strength in their top five. Um, so, Matt, why don't we start with you?
4: That's that's a difficult one to do. It really is. I would say have a place to keep things that you can't do right now where you can find them again later.
0: Ah, that's a good tip, I think. Could you give us an example of that, Matt? I
1: think that's so, that's so interesting, but I'd I'd like to get more of a sense of what you mean by that.
4: Okay, yeah, I, I know that was a little bit vague. I was trying to make it as um, as general as I could. But I mean, so many of the projects that I now have that maybe I put the most value on are things that I, I wasn't able to work on right away. And many of them I'm coming back to like, um, I have a writing project right now that I started in 2013 and it had to set until, I think, somewhere around 2019.
1: Wow! So you had like a six-year waiting period before it, the time was right to be able to start working on that.
4: Yes, and I I have a lot of those kind of things that have happened for me that way. Where it's been so nice that I I think if I would have tried to just pick it up again from memory or start all over from memory none of these things would have ever been accomplished but having a place to to put my work down and be able to come back later has really helped me
3: That's a great tip Courtney have you got a good tip I would say maybe try starting small just for example like start to wake up earlier for me waking up early it really enables me to see things in a different light because you're you know you're not groggy you get enough sleep and you're just able to make yourself a list in the morning and make sure that you tackle it I would say just like starting small doing something like that and then the discipline of waking up early is not a lot of people's strengths starting with small things like that like trying to wake up early so that you get more stuff done in the day
1: or I love that actually I love that I think that's a great
3: tip just popped into my head because it's something that you do every single day but you want to get better at you know yeah Wake up early then like try something like that and then see how you feel and then if you are more productive and then you can see if you can take that mentality into something else like hey I really don't see myself doing this at work but maybe I can because I you know you you started to do it in another area of your life
0: that's really really cool Alexis, what are your thoughts
1: on this? Do you have a tip for people who don't have discipline maybe in their top five or even maybe their top 15, but could use a tip?
2: I mean, it might be similar to what Matt shared, but I think the great thing about discipline in terms of you know breaking down goals and coming up with plans and then trying to meet milestones and deadlines the great thing is there are so many different journals and tools and resources out there that you can actually purchase just as a start and they kind of do some of the thinking for you and kind of help you put some structure into your projects and planning that you might not be able to do at first on your own. So I think that, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of things out there to help with those kinds of aspects of of the discipline strength. These are journals or planning Mm -hmm. tools? Yes. Yes. They are planning tools. I actually work with a colleague who as a a new year's resolution, because we are in January purchased a journal and you just come up with three things you want to accomplish that day. And, for each item, you only give yourself about 25 minutes at a time before you take a break to work on it. And then you estimate how long it will take. And then at the end of the day, you see what you accomplish. And you also compare what you've done with the estimates of time. So just as kind of a baby steps into starting to plan and structure things on your own. Sometimes you can buy these tools. There's tons of them out there if you go on Amazon just to get started.
1: So neat. I, I mean, I might check that out myself because I, I'm not strong in the discipline strength, and that's something that I would really like to do. Mm-hmm.
0: The theme of organization just rings loud and clear throughout this entire <laughs> episode um, that you are sharing with us today.
4: It's funny that Alexis, that you mentioned that because that's as we're sitting talking, I've got my my little calendar open, which <laughs> I purchased from Walmart, so it wasn't it wasn't a huge thing, but it's like a little pleather thing that you can roll up and put in your back pocket and I carry it with me everywhere throughout and put <laughs> notes in it throughout the day.
2: That is awesome. I have a, a calendar in my desk as well, just a paper one, old school, and I write everything in that. And then I have two or three to-do lists floating around the house. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be sophisticated.
1: You have two or three to-do lists going on
2: consecutively? I do. I have a weekly to-do list, a work to-do list, and then I have like a like a third one I forgot about, like a family list, including shopping and other things. Yeah,
0: Expert discipline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of control. You can break break down your projects.
1: (laughs) Our guests today have been Alexis Keenan, Courtney Moreno, and Matt Edward. You can check out our show notes to learn more.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week when we'll explore a new strength. And that will do it for this week's episode
1: of the Pivot Podcast. Join us next week for a brand new show and another exciting panel. We'll see you then.